Hello, everyone. Good evening from Tel Aviv. How are you? So happy to see you guys here. Let's take the deck off. Hi, Guy Franklin. How are you doing? Hi, doing well. How are you doing? And thank you for uh, inviting me. Thank you so much for being here. So good evening, everyone. I see uh, people are still getting on uh, the call. So uh, we waited a few minutes. So um, I guess we'll we'll just start for those who are here. So welcome. My name is Liron Glickman, and you are here in the Liron Glickman Show. Today we are going to talk about the human factor in business development and marketing for startups and. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a global business development consultant and I'm a speaker. And what I love best is to talk about people, about business, about global growth. And today I'm really, really excited to have Guy Feindling with me. And a part of him being a longtime friend, he is um, our our guy in the U.S. So Guy, again, good, more, good, good afternoon already. How are you in the New York? So uh, it's uh, exactly 12 p.m. Uh, and I'm uh, excited uh, to be here and uh, congrats on all the great things you are doing. And uh, I'm ready for uh, the webinar and for uh, the questions. Fantastic. So I'll say hi to those of you who wrote in the chat. Hi, Liraz. Hi, Dania. Shachar. Ariella, of course, in New York. Hila. No, it's so amazing to have you guys here. And let me encourage you to write in the chat box. You can either write questions or uh, your comments and we'll address them. So uh, before we start, I just want to make sure everybody knows who uh, Guy Franklin is and why did I bothered to invite him over. So Guy uh, is the founder and CEO of Israeli Mapped in New York, which is an interactive platform uh, of the Israeli startups operating in New York. The platform serves as a one-stop shop which connects the startups to the local ecosystem in New York, including investors, corporations, and business opportunities. Uh, Israeli Map Platform shows the Israeli innovation and creativity to the world and promotes the Israeli startups community to investors and other players in the startup ecosystem. Uh, the platform uh, he created receives several uh, awards and recognitions as um, as this was something uh, that changed the conversation about Israel and continues to promote the Israeli startups community in New York. In June 2021, just recently, Israeli Mapped in New York established an investment arm uh, in order to invest in companies in New York, mainly in round B. And guys, the former manager of New York and worked in EY in Israel and New York. That's about you guys. So uh, my first question, would be why did you build Israel Map to New York and what was the vision around it? And if I can ask for some gossip, um, your recent activity was when you celebrated Israeli Day in the NASDAQ. And what did you talk about with President uh, Rivlin and Randy Zuckerberg? <laughs> okay, yeah, so uh, I'll ask two questions. I'll start from uh, uh, the first one. So uh, uh, I built Israeli Map to New York which basically is a platform that connects the Israeli startup community in New York uh, from two main reasons. The first one is to help uh, Israeli entrepreneurs when they are relocating to New York, so it will be easier for them to connect with uh, their peers, with the entrepreneurs, founders, CEOs that just did it uh, a month ago or a year ago or 10 years ago, and they, cannot, uh, they will not repeat on the same uh, mistakes that uh, the founders before them uh, made, and they can save some time and money uh, on that, and they can go uh, directly uh, to do business and they uh, um, focus on that. And the second uh, reason was uh, to show the Israeli success uh, to the world, and mainly in, uh, in New York, uh, and promote it uh, in front of uh, investors um, to give uh, basically exposure and awareness uh, to the startups that are operating in New York, because in Israel, uh, some of them, everyone knows about them, but when they are relocating to New York, they are one out of like 9,000 uh, startups that are based in the city. And I try to, uh, you know, mm -hmm. to uh, put them on top, on, on the top layer, so people will uh, be uh, aware of them. And uh, to your second questions, uh, question, uh, just uh, like a month and a half ago, we, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if, it's, if, if gossip is the right word, rather than the recent uh, activity that we did here, 
which was uh, uh, to emphasize and to show in the main place of the financial center of the world in Nasdaq, uh, the Israeli creativity and innovation. And we brought in as part of Israel Day four Israeli founders uh, of a company that they're growing is amazing, like Forter and Axonios and Pizabo and Snappy. And uh, on the other side, we brought Wendy Zuckerberg, uh, who talked about uh, uh, that Israel, she said Israel is like uh, the sister uh, to Silicon Valley. And Wendy by herself, I invited her to talk because she by herself founded, founded a, a VC, Surround Ventures, uh, who invest only in Israeli startups. So um, even here in New York, we see our VCs and investments out that invest only in Israeli companies. And President Rivlin, which was a guest of honor, uh, former president of Israel, uh, was guest of honor, uh, said that uh, our startup dream is uh, open to all. And uh, if at first you don't succeed in Israel, uh, uh, we say try, try and try again. And that's part of the Israel culture. So that was like kind of the highlight of uh, that day uh, at NASDAQ. Oh, we don't hear you. Sorry. So that's definitely the culture as we know. It's really about, uh, yeah, trying and trying harder, but also trying smarter. And that's again why you're here. So I really want to dive straight into the this this thing the, the the information that people want to know the most so um you know you, you could can you share please with us and i know you can some successful and unsuccessful case studies of startups that were able to penetrate the us during the pandemic and of those who unfortunately didn't make it uh to penetrate the us during the pandemic because i'm sure these case studies would give us a lot of good insights for Anyone, anybody's here that would like to expand to the US? Yeah, that's a great question, as the American are saying. Um, and it is a, a good question. So uh, I would say that at the beginning of the pandemic, which is almost two years ago, like exactly one year and 10 months, uh, we saw Israeli startups that started back then to expand to the US. And because of the pandemic, um, the, all of them, part of them, the, the ones that I'm familiar with, the first person on ground in the US. And uh, uh, the pandemic basically uh, led to the fact that they shut down their operations in New York, and this person stopped uh, was, was stopped working in, in the company, and they were waiting for a better time. That was at the beginning. In the recent, I would say, uh, six to nine months, when everyone understands that the COVID and the corona is not going uh, anywhere, uh, we started to see again, uh, all the, the companies that plan to open a U.S. operations, a physical one, and not to manage it from Israel, together with mm -hmm. the fact that uh, so many companies raised so much money, both of these uh, effects led uh, to that, that the uh, Israeli startups are uh, back again in New York. Uh, I see many companies that are opening uh, offices in New York. Usually one of the founders is uh, relocated to New York. Uh, two recent examples is... Uh, Anywhere and Aura Air. I was just talking uh, yesterday with uh, Roy uh, Feierberg, uh, co-founder uh, and CEO of uh, Aura Air, and uh, he just relocated to New York a month and a half ago. And uh, I was talking a lot with with him during the, this this period, and uh, with other founders who relocate. Usually, I'm not covering everyone, but usually I'm talking with the uh, founders that are relocating here. And I saw that I see that these days. Uh, first, that the main challenge is uh, not only business, but from the personal side. Uh, they have a, a real difficulty uh, to find uh, the right community and uh, even friends uh, that will fit to their uh, uh, status, even if it's a married couple with kids, even if it's uh, someone that is single. And uh, because now there are not so many uh, networking opportunities, and uh, a lot of people outside New York went to upstate, to Israel, to Miami, to, uh, to some other places. Uh, we see that this is one of uh, uh, the main challenges of uh, companies that are uh, uh, founders that are really going to, to the US and also to employees, not only founders. Well, and, I have uh, to say, sorry, Guy, about that because you just mentioned the, like, the personal side as well. And obviously, it's something that we don't always talk about, but it's definitely a, a significant part of relocating and you know getting your companies running you need to make sure that you know yourself your social life your your family life is is right. in the right place 
and I will just say that uh, one of the, uh, in many researchers uh, found out that one of the uh, reasons to a uh, failure of a uh, relocation is not of the company and the founder moved and everything, that side was okay, but the spouse, if there is a spouse, uh, he or she, um, because they didn't find their uh, place in a, in a, wherever they relocated uh, in the US, uh, that uh, can cause a, to uh, this relocation, a, a, you know, to fail. And these uh, uh, couples went back or families went back to Israel. And I'm not talking only about founders, I'm talking about uh, people from Israel moving to uh, the US to work in the tech ecosystem. So uh, if we'll get back to the challenges, so first to find the in personal level, the, the white community. Uh, the second, uh, that's what I suggest always, and that's something uh, Roy and other founders told me as well, is that to talk with as many uh, uh, founders that just uh, relocated uh, a month ago, a year ago, even five or 10 years ago, and you will get the best insights uh, about uh, what you should do and not do, especially in, in these uh, challenging times when everything is changing. And if someone, let's say, uh, five years ago, that relocated five years ago, tell you something, one thing, today it's different. And I see it uh, from day to day uh, a conversation I have with uh, founders that are uh, planning to relocate next month, in six months from now, some of them are telling me they are planning to uh, relocate late since September, everything is planned, and I'm trying to, to help them uh, and connecting to our founders. So basically the community to talk with the uh, founders, it's one of the challenges, and now there are not so many networking opportunities, so it's much more difficult. And uh, the third thing I would say that uh, uh, as part of the case study that you mentioned of a successful startup that relocate, is that I would say that um, there is a dramatic impact uh, when you are here in uh, New York. And uh, um, although uh, all of us, I think, read in the, the few articles and in, in the Israeli uh, media in the recent months that uh, today you don't have to uh, move to the US, the times change, you can uh, stay in Israel and uh, managing everything uh, remotely. You, do, you will hire a few salespeople yeah. in New York, and everything will be fine. But all the founders uh, that moved to New York said that it had a, a dramatic impact. Everyone saying uh, the same words, a dramatic impact because they can push the business much better. Uh, things you can see, uh, as you say, with the Barim Shehuim, things that you see from here, you don't see from, uh, uh, from Israel. And uh, nothing will replace uh, uh, a physical presence uh, uh, in New York. Uh, because it's very difficult uh, to manage uh, things from Israel, although it looks like if you are in Israel and you raise the tons of money and you hire salespeople and the revenues, you, uh, you have growth in revenues, everything looks great, but I think that uh, you have to be here and uh, mm -hmm. usually it's one of the founders that is relocated to New York and I think nothing will uh, replace it and it will just uh, uh, help the, the company. Yeah. So thank you for great insights. And I also want, want to say um, hello to those who uh, joined us. And also we have Arona who um, um, specializes in cultural differences. And she wrote that lack of cultural adaptation by spouse or children is the main cause of failed relocations. And, and this is something that, again, is not always, it's rarely talked about, I think, when it comes to um, you know, the, 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 the goals of the startup. But if obviously the personal life will not sit in the right way, then it will be harder to adapt. So thanks, Guy, for emphasizing uh, those uh, these points. And, you know, uh, before COVID, um, I know it felt a lot like, um, like, you know, America is waiting for us and we just have to go there and, you know, we'll make it. Obviously, it's not that easy, but it seems, and I want to ask you, has it changed um, when it comes to corporation decision makers in corporations and investors? Do you think they still see Israeli startups um, in as a with the prestige we had? And also, if I may ask further, is it harder to get them to open their wallets these days as opposed to before COVID? You're on mute. Guy, sorry, you're on mute right now. Opa? Yeah. Oh, now it's now okay, right? Yeah. Okay. So if at the beginning of the pandemic, um, we didn't imagine that investors will invest uh, through Zoom, now we see that it's almost the common practice. And uh, I see that deals are closed 
through Zoom, or I see Israeli entrepreneurs are just only for the closing, they're coming for uh, a few days to meet in person, uh, to be polite and uh, uh, come in person and meet uh, uh, the investors. And uh, I think that uh, there are two main reasons, because uh, one, we got used to it. There's no uh, other choice uh, in order to get uh, uh, investments and, and from the investment side to get uh, great deals. And also today, as we see, there are so much money and capital uh, in the market that the investors uh, will invest uh, even through Zoom and maybe even uh, through a phone call without seeing the, the founders because uh, uh, they want to get uh, into the best deals and to close the deal uh, uh, as a, in a, a short period of time than uh, we saw in the past. So if in the past uh, VCs, it took them, let's say, uh, three to five months to do a due diligence and they were taking the time. Now, if they will wait more than uh, two to uh, three weeks, they can uh, lose the deal. So it relates to your question wow. that uh, this is an advantage to the entrepreneurs these days that uh, the money is chasing them. So uh, um, they can handle it uh, uh, from Zoom uh, as opposed to uh, uh, the past. And we, with regards to the corporates, I would say that uh, some of the uh, executives in the American corporates, which are based, based in New York, uh, are still working uh, from home uh, and are not taking uh, in-person meetings. So uh, I have, uh, I'm familiar with a lot of Israeli entrepreneurs that uh, uh, once the sky were open again, uh, came to New York, uh, they met with investors, with clients, let's say 10% of what the, they could do in regular times, because even if they were here in New York, uh, the executives were not in the city and they didn't uh, take meetings. So uh, still everything That's is important built on the, point. Yeah, but, but everything is still uh, built yeah. on the, I would say, on the uh, personal uh, relationship. And I'm talking more about uh, companies, uh, let's say, up to around the day when you don't have like a, a, an army of sales people with their connections and they, they know how to do the work uh, with the, the American corporates based on their experience in the past. I'm talking more on the founders that uh, are doing the sales by themselves and they have to meet uh, with the, with the uh, executives for corporates. And there is a challenge here. They should find someone who will connect them with a warm, a, a warm introduction but uh, it's much more difficult uh, than in the past because uh, there are almost no networking uh, opportunities uh, as we used to see in the past through events, through uh, intimate uh, dinners or intimate breakfast and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. And, and I would just say another mm -hmm. point. You asked about the Israeli angle. So yeah. uh, still we see, uh, as I mentioned before, VCs and uh, um, entities uh, in New York that uh, are invest uh, mainly in Israeli startups. As I mentioned, uh, Randy Zuckerberg, uh, Surround Ventures, uh, with their partners, Jared Kash and Yaron Kanjari is based in Israel. And also even in the New York Angels, which is a group of 120 angel investors in that uh, uh, amazing group, there is an Israeli committee in the New York Angels, who they are trying to uh, promote Israeli startups among this uh, group in order to uh, uh, get investments. That's good to know. That's good to know. And I really want to emphasize what you're saying, that it, it actually makes a lot of sense when I think about it, that even if, if founders are you know, making their way to New York, it doesn't mean that the other side would like to meet with them, not because it's them, because of the pandemic, because they may have left New York City, uh, or, you know, or as you said, because it's not the, the, the personal connection is not strong enough. So this is definitely a good point that you as startups should um, consider. And I wanna, want to add what uh, Shachar wrote. Uh, he said that from many founders I talk with now, uh, there is a focus, they focus more on paying customers than raising another round during COVID time. Interesting opportunity to grow globally now based on the global network that we have. And people like Guy in New York City can be an amazing bridge uh, for the scale process. There is much more money than good products and ideas. Thank you so much, Shachal, for this great insight. So, um, Hi, Shachal. <laughs> 
So we talked about um, communication with uh, with investors and decision makers. We talked about whether we should go and meet them or not. Um, now I want to ask you about what are the main challenges that startups which expand to New York face? Because we talked about some of them, but I'm sure there are more that um, yeah. when you expand to New York or the U.S., you should consider. Right. So uh, um, the challenges changed in the last uh, few months and uh, I would say, you mentioned at the beginning that in the last uh, six months, I uh, established a new investment arm of Israeli Map to New York. So I invested in uh, uh, five companies uh, so far, a few of them in a Series B, some of them Series A, and the one early stage. I would say that after I invested in them, and I'm giving them as an example, is in addition to many others that I'm talking on a daily basis, I thought that the main challenge, and it is the it, it is a very huge challenge, of course, to get clients and new uh, because everyone is focused on sales. We have to focus and sell and sell and sell uh, in order to promote the company. But uh, after the investment, I would uh, imagine that's what I thought that everyone will ask, okay, can you connect me to uh, potential clients to help us in addition to the whole thing that we have? Uh, and then I found out that each one of them reached out with regards to talent. Because the number one challenge for them still these days is uh, to get uh, people, good people. Uh, they raised a lot of money and there's not no people to hire. Just uh, if uh, you do a, a simple math, uh, it, suddenly every company has to hire 100 people. There are so many companies, but there are no uh, employees. So there is a huge competition. We see the uh, salaries yeah. that are getting here as well. high. Yeah, I see it in Israel and uh, yeah. in New York and in New York as well because uh, uh, some of the, um, the reasons to uh, raise mm -hmm. a, a so much capital is to expand and to build the American market and you need uh, so many employees and everyone is a struggle and everyone wants uh, the best employees and the best talent and uh, that's the number one challenge uh, these days of uh, Israeli startups that uh, are based in New York or expanding to New York by mm -hmm. far compared to the to the other challenges and there are so many ways to expand to the US with regards to talent. Uh, usually uh, you move uh, uh, some of the people that I see that relocating from Israel with the knowledge already and then they are uh, uh, doing uh, so much effort through all the different channels from hiring a recruiter to uh, um, you know to, uh, to the, the network of each one of the uh, um, employees in the company and uh, for personal connections through even through a, a PR that uh, uh, in the past was uh, uh, to promote sales. Now it's mainly to attract talents and to have uh, uh, to show that, company, that this company is the best company yeah. to work for and they, they have a mission and it's not only the technology, it's the people okay, and the mission. I have to ask you. Sorry? Sorry. When you talk about that, do the uh, startups in the in New York do they also have twenty four tastes of ice cream like we have in Israel? <laughs> not twenty four, forty eight. Should I should I move so or it's not? America, <laughs> everything is big. <laughs> so yeah, but but you were saying that the the employee brandings and then there is a lot of emphasis uh, around how to get the best employees and really how to ensure the company moves with the most quality of uh, of teams. Yes, so yeah, yes. So, so talent is mm -hmm. number one. Yeah. Then, as in the old times, it's to get uh, new clients. Um, but new clients also through some activities, that this is also a difficulty, for example, uh, to uh, awareness for that, for these companies in the, within the New York uh, tech ecosystem. This is also, also one of the, challenges uh, these days because uh, if in the past we had a lot of conferences around specific topics, there are only now a few, only the biggest ones still remain if it's NRF in retail. Uh, we just saw last week CES in uh, Vegas where all the big uh, corporates uh, drop off like mm -hmm. Microsoft and Google. It's, they still made it, but we don't see uh, as many conferences as we saw in uh, the past year. We had the Calcalist conference here in New York for the Israeli tech ecosystem. But uh, uh, um, it's difficult for companies to build the same brand awareness for their company um, as uh, we used to see uh, here in the past with so many activities on ground, in physical, in person. Uh, so awareness for uh, these companies, and even in Israel, great companies, they raised 50 million or 60 million. But when they expand to New York and they start from the first person on ground, 
no one is, was it's waiting again. for them to come to New York. <laughs> and that's uh, one of the yeah. difficulties. Um, yeah. You come to New York and you are another startup. Okay, you have money, but now you have to build everything from scratch. And, uh, and that's a, a huge challenge. So it's talent, it's uh, um, the uh, brand awareness. It's the networking opportunities that is not like in the past. In the past, you went every uh, evening uh, to an event. If it was a niche event around a specific vertical, let's say cyber or fintech or retail, and you had so many uh, uh, places to meet and uh, to well, let's uh, talk about meet it. Yeah. So, so what changed now? How how do they network now when there is less events and less people in the city? So now it takes uh, much more time to build the same uh, network as you build in the past. And there are some founders, and I'm talking now on the management level, there are some founders uh, who don't like it and they're not uh, uh, good at it. And it's fine. And they, they are working from their office and that's what we, they will do until the exit. Um, not everyone is strong in that, but if not, some other people from the company will make the founder will make sure that they are doing it. But uh, today it's much more difficult than the, the number of connections and good leads. I'm talking about qualified leads for sales or qualified leads for talents. Uh, it's, if in the past it took you one month, let's say, to achieve X number of uh, new people, you know, now it takes uh, three or four X the time that it used in the past. And that's one of the challenges. Um, to, to, so uh, then they can approach someone like you uh that can help them i mean obviously as we said earlier there is much more room today for personal connections and you said that from your in your experience startup, startup founder can sit in his office in new york and you know network through the computer and, and possibly make it but it may be smarter and faster if they will use their network or ex or expand their network so what yeah. would be your recommendation how can one start networking in new york these days uh, Apart from I, I, coming to, yeah, I, I think uh, you know this is something that, like, like in the past, it's part of the talent that they should hire in, people that are already familiar with uh, the tech uh, ecosystem. If in the past uh, companies, uh, I would say, uh, um, took uh, uh, people that learn and grow their network uh, over time when they already uh, were in the company. Now uh, companies are, are looking for shortcuts in that aspect that they want from day one uh, to be connected and uh, they are um, in touch with, uh, um, for example, I'm helping a few companies in that uh, aspect uh, as there are no so, so, not so many opportunities uh, uh, for uh, networking and also um, they must grow very fast. So uh, that's why it relates to the talent. They, must hire talent very fast and to go the company fast in order to meet mm -hmm. the sales goals, which are very, very aggressive uh, based on the valuation. Yeah. Everything is connected like uh, uh, these days because the valuations are also higher and you have to justify them and you have to show growth in revenues in a really short period of time. Mm -hmm. So everyone is uh, uh, under a, a kind of pressure uh, to build the team uh, fast. Yeah, but you're saying on the one hand, investors nowadays um, can invest much faster than before. You said that the diligence process can, could be much faster. There is a lot of money that they want to give and they understand that the world has changed. On the other hand, you're saying companies, startups know that they have to run really fast. And on the third hand, yeah. it's really hard to find good talents. Uh, and I see this, obviously, this, this challenge in Israel and same as New York, and of course, when you're not coming from from that culture from 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 the U.S., then of course sometimes it would be harder to assess the right people, and that's why we need to get local support, like headhunters and so on. But this is an, an interesting um, situation where you need to move fast. You have the money, but talent, talent, talent. Right. Um, I just want to mention one thing that yeah. related to what you just said with regards to the investment, and this is also something. Uh, uh, the companies, uh, I would say, can take advantage of is the fact that today, as I mentioned, there is so much capital in the market. So um, uh, the companies are looking for uh, investors that can bring value. Uh, it sounds obvious, but uh, in the past, uh, companies uh, uh, took money uh, from wherever they could, even if it's like uh, uh, not smart money, uh, not strategic invest investment. 
And uh, I would just say that uh, uh, for me, uh, because I'm based here in New York, and I invested in a few startups that are based in New York, it was a kind of more easy for me to get into uh, great deals uh, because I uh, showed the, the companies that I can bring them value here in New York in connections to uh, corporates, yeah. to potential future investors that can lead uh, the next one, which will be uh, uh, in large uh, amounts in terms of dollar and uh, and some other helping talent and, uh, and uh, so on. So uh, um, the game changed. If the investors were sitting, uh, you know, laying uh, back mm. and, uh, and the, the, the power. Yes. Of, uh, the revenge of the startups. <laughs> uh, kind of. Uh, I don't know if it's revenge, but it's just taking advantage of the situation and uh, picking uh, the best investors that can bring uh, the best uh, value uh, for, the, for the companies. And sometimes, um, other than the biggest names, let's say Insight Partners or Tiger or General Atlantic and these uh, VCs, there are VCs, I think that VCs that don't have a, um, like a, a unique angle Mm -hmm. or a unique a value proposition in a, in a specific niche, let's say cyber, or uh, but a generalist, general uh, VC that uh, doesn't have a unique, or, or of course the partners are uh, uh, very smart and they have the connections and everything, but I guess that uh, the founder will prefer uh, a VC that uh, is expert in his vertical rather than a general VC sometimes. Yeah. And uh, there are some changes in that uh, aspect and also uh, the founder will want to see the value that uh, the VC get, can uh, create. And, and this is a change that was already not now, but now it's uh, um, we see it more and more because in Probably, the last few years yeah. we, we saw that every VC has like a kind of a value creation uh, uh, person. It, it like became, it became exactly. a title. It became a, a title like you mentioned in the with the, the 24 way taste of uh, ice cream so and also today everyone is laughing about the title investor branding like employees branding yeah yeah so so, so exactly but uh, so yeah. it exists the value creation it's important but um i see that uh, now it's much more uh, there is much much more emphasis uh, on that angle and and you know it's interesting that you're saying this because i i have to say that i was approached by vcs from europe and from and I talked about it with the U.S., but I was approached by a few VCs in Europe that they were were um, asking me how can they be more appealing to the startups because they know startups today have a choice and they want them to choose them. So it seems like you know some VCs do uh, do get it, um, and I do believe that today, as I as far as I see, um, startup founders um, or or C levels, um, they they are they feel comfortable to to ask more than before they would ask their investor to make this connection they would um, make sure that the investor they choose would be the one who has the right connection and will they will drive them to 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 help them uh, as opposed to before where maybe uh they were more obedient in a way to the investor now i feel like there is more um it's okay to to ask and, and expect more from the investor. Uh, we have a lot of questions. We'll attend you in. We'll attend the questions in just a few minutes. Um, Guy, a few more questions to you. One, a quick one would be, what would you recommend if I was a startup? Should I go to the Silicon Valley or to New York? Where should I start as an Israeli startup? Well, this is a question for my own webinar, and there are webinars only on that about uh, New York versus uh, Silicon Valley. I would say that it depends uh, where your clients, main clients are, and uh, also uh, investors. Um, I think the investors get a, a lower, uh, I would say, uh, uh, rank on that uh, question uh, in the last uh, few months, uh, because uh, as we talked about the investments uh, before, investors do invest in companies that are not next to them as opposed uh, to the fact that they insist that if I invest in a company, please come and sit next to me here in New York. Uh, so it's made where the clients are and also uh, which vertical you are in. And I will just share with you uh, facts from Israeli Mapped in New York, the, the platform I, I built, which has a lot of data, will say that, uh, um, for example, I'll give the prop tech uh, industry as an example. There are almost uh, uh, 30 Israeli uh, startups which are based in New York, 
in PopTech, which is uh, innovation in uh, real estate and uh, property. And uh, out of these uh, 30 startups, I think only, uh, if I remember correctly, only four were exist uh, two years ago. So all the others are new and this market is huge. So this is a vertical and also the condensed area of uh, New York City with all the uh, developers and a lot of them are Jewish and Israelis, which they are open door, the doors for the Israeli entrepreneurs and their innovation to their building. So I think, for example, PropTech, New York in the last two years is the place uh, to be. Another vertical that we see a, a huge growth in it in New York City is a cybersecurity uh, with the initiative of the city of New York uh, two years ago. Of yeah. cyber, cyber NYC. Okay. So until a few years ago, if you saw Silicon Valley is a great place, of course, and there are a lot of cybersecurity over there and uh, a lot of advantages. But in recent years, we see more and more Israeli startups in cybersecurity that choose New York over uh, Silicon uh, uh, Valley. And uh, that's uh, due to the fact that uh, New York is the financial center of the world with uh, many yeah. financial institutions banks, insurance companies, and some others. And we see companies that started from one person and now they are unicorns, companies like uh, Axonios, uh, are now valued in a few billion of dollars. And also just last week, we saw the acquisition of a Simplify, which was founded mm -hmm. uh, by three founders. Yeah. Uh, one of them, the founder, the co-founder and CEO, Amos Stern, who moved uh, six years ago uh, from Israel to New York. They were acquired for $500 million uh, by Google. And uh, we see some other, we, we saw some other companies that chose here and they were acquired like Insights by Guy Nitsan, who was acquired uh, by uh, Rapid. And, uh, and we see some other cybersecurity, great cybersecurity like Scenario, who are doing uh, cybersecurity for healthcare, for hospitals. Um, and the uh, other cyber that choose uh, New York because of the talent, the clients, yeah. and also the, 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 the uh, it's close to Israel. And uh, these days, when everything more and more over Zoom, it's much more difficult. Uh, seven hours different as opposed to ten hours. That's the that's the regular uh, reasons uh, of uh, New York over Silicon Valley. But, but now well, yeah. uh, there is uh, like uh, some emphasis on that uh, as well. And and as you said, you know, if there are some sectors that are more um, you know typical to New York than Silicon Valley, then obviously such startups would gear toward the, the relevant city. Um, you gave a great example of New York branding itself as a cyber city for cyber and also the some great examples that, that you gave. So thanks for that. Um, a few more questions to you. So, yeah. So, you know, you, you and I, we know each other for, for many years. Um, and I know, and I've seen, I've been there uh, during your hard work days. You still work hard, but uh, you've developed. And I saw that, um, you know, I, I met you in your days at EY and when you started Israeli Math and then you, you managed Sosa in New York. Um, and you were also named, if you don't know, then Guy was named as one of the most influential Israelis in America for four years in a row. And what do you think uh, was the main value you brought to thousands of entrepreneurs and startups throughout the years? What is like the one thing that you can pinpoint that was the main value that you were able to give them? I would say that a, uh, a smooth landing pad in New York when they're moving to uh, uh, New York and they, um, they feel that they have a, a supporting uh, environment uh, in New York City and uh, quick and fast uh, connections uh, in New York City for them. So in one month, they are connected to people that relevant for their business because everything is related at the end of the day to sales, I would say. So if they are here, they feel at home, they can focus on the business. They have a few connections that each connection is it's like an algorithm, lead them to more connections because you meet a person, he connects you to another two people. It's like the COVID, how COVID the, is, uh, yeah, you how know, you call it the, um, the map no, of the... Spread it, no, one, pe yeah. one person. Uh, so the spread the same, map. But, but without the virus, only with people. So uh, yeah, the good that's virus, the way, so, good virus. Exactly. So uh, that's what I am... I, uh, I would say the, uh, the main thing 
for uh, entrepreneurs that relocated to New York. By the way, through that, I succeeded in investing in these companies this day when they're raising round B, and then they give me the access because they remember I helped them and they know I, I can bring them value in the future. But for the founders that are already here, uh, so, so that's so that for the founders are relocating. The, for the ones that are here, uh, I'm trying on the day-to-day -day activities uh, to bring them value if it, it's in terms of uh, speaking opportunities in conferences and in, uh, in media and local local New York uh, uh, PR, if it helps in, in helping talent. Uh, just another Israeli company uh, um, sent me last week a message that he hired a, a, gen a general manager for the New York activity. It was a connection uh, I did. So it's a um, talent, uh, PR, connections to other uh, entrepreneurs. We just did uh, a month ago uh, uh, an intimate yeah. breakfast uh, uh, with PropTech Zone uh, uh, from Israel with Leumi. Uh, yeah. Exactly, which uh, uh, was a, she's a great partner, and also Leumi is a great partner. And we did uh, an event for uh, 15 Israeli founders in PropTech, and we brought uh, two developers, which are potential clients, and we had an open discussion about the opportunities and about uh, how the developers see uh, uh, the work with the startups and the embedding technologies in a really old uh, tradition, uh, you know, legacy uh, um, industry. So um, business opportunities mm -hmm. and connections uh, uh, to potential talent, clients and investors. In a, in and, a and That's in a nutshell. I don't know if it was in a nutshell, it was... <laughs> You know, because I know you, you know, it's, I know that, and, and based on what you just said, that as they say, Rome wasn't built in a day. And, you know, everything that you're doing today is actually a result of so many years of, you know, getting to know people and, you know, making your way in the industry. And uh, for those of you who, who saw the, um, the post I just posted earlier today, is that I remember maybe it was in 2016 when I lived in New York, um, you held an event for Israeli Mapped in, at one of the most beautiful WeWorks at Ryan Park. And I remember I was there and I was shocked to see so many high level investors and CEOs and corporations and startups in there. And when I talked to some of the, those people, um, they said, you know, the only reason I came here is because of Guy. I love Guy and I want to support him and this is why I'm here. And I heard it from several people and that's what you bring to the table with so much heart and so much uh, goodwill and professionalism and shows. Um, I want to, my, our last, my last question to you and then we go to your questions. Um, is what is one, but only one main tip for startups aiming to penetrate the US? Give us one tip for startups. Focus on the sales. That's it. There are so many things to build infrastructure, but everything lead to sales and uh, that's it. Focus on the sales and the people. Sales and talent. All right. Thank you. So let's move to the questions. I'll try to read from the earliest one. Um, so, so that or that. Thank you for everyone. Okay, Shacha, do mapped in New York monitoring the most enjoyable companies to work for? You know, we have this rating in Israel. What are the funnest, most amazing companies to work for? Do you also? It's a it's it, it, it's a good uh, suggestion, and uh, I will. Uh, we'll take uh, it to the board. <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll think how to uh, uh, create a list like that uh, uh, in New York. Thank you. Thank you, Shachal. Mariana says, uh, how does the hiring process is different in New York from Israel? And she also thanked you for taking care of her portfolio company, Saint Area. So how do the hiring process is different in New York than in Israel? Yeah. By the way, Synergio is one of the companies uh, I invested in. So uh, that was the first investment. Um, so how? Uh, so it, it's it's kind of uh, in Israel. Everyone knows each other. Here there are different uh, communities. So uh, in order to get uh, a best, the, the best, let, let's say a great uh, American salesperson, um, it's sometimes difficult uh, to do it uh, through. Uh, only through your network and you have to uh, uh, reach out uh, through more I'll say, uh, um, professional uh, uh, recruiters or uh, agencies or uh, do it in a different way 
in order to reach out to a, a broader relevant uh, community uh, that can be uh, relevant uh, uh, to you. And by the way, even in terms of, uh, of dollar amount, it's much more expensive to use here uh, an HR. If in Israel you're paying one month of salary, which is like a 8.125% of the annual salary, here it can be like 20% of the annual salary. So it's a, here it's a huge business and the companies are using uh, uh, HR in order uh, to fasten the, the process and to hire more people. Okay, thank you. Uh, we also have uh, Maybar Dorst, if I say it right, who's an investor from Silicon Valley. So hello to you. Sagit, Sagit from Boston, which by the way, Guy, you introduced me to Sagit and it's, she's, she's a big love since. Uh, Sagit asked, uh, Guy, could you share a few examples of added value of strategic investors uh, across different industries? So what do you mean, what is added value for strategic investors across these different industries could be? So first, hi Sagit, and it's great that uh, you are here with us. Um, um, I think it's, it's, it's over all, all the value that uh, I mentioned. So uh, if it's a VC that is expert uh, in investing only in cybersecurity, I guess uh, because they invest in cybersecurity, they are connected to a group of CISOs that are sometimes the main persona in the organization uh, that the startups are uh, wanted to sell their product to. Uh, so that's one example. Connecting, uh, uh, again, it, it all ends up uh, increasing the sales through different activities, even if it's uh, connections to talent and to marketing opportunities and to brainstorming with uh, some uh, advisory board uh, um, that are experts in your vertical. If it's, a uh, um, let's say, a VC in PropTech, some of the LPs are developers. So it's kind of uh, the connections mostly the connections to uh, relevant uh, buyers uh, to uh, the product and uh, also to our future investors that uh, the VCs uh, used to invest with in uh, other companies. Thank you, Guy. And the next question by Shachar again. How does Web3, the big name of Web3, is going to impact investors from the US, UN, uh, from New York City community this year? So how does Web3 is going to impact investors from New York uh, community this year? Um, I, I, think, I, I think there is no difference between a specific New York and, uh, and, and other places, but uh, what I would say, if you asked about the uh, investments in New York City, I would just uh, say that uh, uh, we see uh, these days, uh, spe specific in these days, investors uh, in New York, uh, a lot of them are reaching out to me with regards, uh, to me and to others, I'm not uh, unique in that aspect, um, to get into uh, the best deal. So it was in the past as well, but because today there are so much money uh, in the market, they are trying to, uh, uh, you know, reach out to everyone that is in touch with them in order to get uh, into the best deal. So, um, that's about investments and we're free, but I'm talking about investors in New York City specific that would like that uh, mm -hmm. have the capital and looking where uh, to put it. Yeah. And I think, you know, generally speaking, I, I um, have a little bit of involvement now in Web3 and it's definitely um, a field that is going to make a lot of change nice. and a lot of, you know, it's, it's the future is here. So I'm sure we're going to hear about it more and more um, in, in New York. And as you said, Guy, actually anywhere where investors, you know, have their antennas on. Um, Ariel is asking, is the need to come to New York lower since talent and money can come from anywhere? So we kind of answered that, but Guy, if you want to add any more points around that. Yeah, I, I, I would say that uh, um, the talent is not must to be in New York. Uh, I just talked yesterday with two companies that uh, they have uh, operations, they are saying they have operations in New York, but basically it's a few salespeople that are working uh, remotely and not specific from New York. And we see that uh, across a lot of companies it's 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 not uh, um, in contradict to what I said before that uh, there is a huge need for talent and to have a physical operation, but but still some companies said yeah we hire talent wherever they are if it's in North Carolina or in upstate New York 
it's good, but it's not replacing the operations and the team, uh, the day-to-day -day, uh, in New York. Um, it's uh, mostly, I would say, um, in uh, sales and uh, uh, things like that. Thank you. And Hila, thank you for commenting uh, here and there as well. Uh, we have a last question by uh, Liraz. Uh, what's uh, the construction tech footprint uh, in New York? How relevant is it there? The Sorry, the, 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 the what? The construction, construction tech, tech and? Construction tech. Yeah. But the footprint in New York, how relevant is it over there? Yeah, and I see last question, I should start adapting in uh, New York then. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that can be uh, uh, a great business. Uh, we can talk about yeah. it later. Uh, that's one thing. And with regards to the contact, I would uh, put a contact with a, a prop tech kind of in the same uh, area contact. Um, I think uh, I'm talking with the developers and construction uh, people, and it is a, a huge market, uh, not only now, in the last uh, uh, three, four years, uh, I met a lot of Israeli companies in contact and uh, I connected them uh, to different uh, developers, uh, ones that are building uh, from hotels uh, to residential to commercial. And uh, um, everyone is uh, familiar with all the huge projects uh, in New York City. And it's such a condensed, condensed, condensed place with uh, so many real estate uh, um, projects. And uh, so contact is definitely um, something that there is a need in New York, although most of the developers are so old school. So it's still, uh, you have to uh, educate this market and it's not that they accept like technologies uh, tomorrow morning. And Lior uh, adds here, New York is always under construction. And by the way, Tel Aviv too, recently. But yeah, New York is always, uh, it seems like it's under construction. So, um, Guy, can you believe it? An hour almost ended. And um, like minutes. we have, yeah, we have just a few more minutes. Um, I want to thank um, everyone, first of all, who joined us here um, and for, you, for your participation and great questions. Guy, there is so much we can talk about, but um, as you know, we really tried, or I really tried to focus on um, the most important points and insights that we can uh, give to uh, startups these days when the year has just started. So I really want to thank you so much for being here. Um, and of course, if you want to contact Guy, uh, you can reach him on LinkedIn and on Facebook. I will email you after that. After this, I will email uh, you guys information. And Guy, any last words before we finish? I wanted to thank you for inviting me. And uh, it's my honor to be here. Like, uh, thank you uh, for everything you're doing. And uh, um, thank you everyone for uh, joining. I hope I uh, uh, said uh, uh, like a... Uh, think that uh, some of it uh, will help you in the future and feel free uh, to reach out to me uh, if you have any question or uh, come to New York and would like to meet and uh, so on. So uh, thank you and uh, good evening in Israel and uh, good afternoon. Shalom in New Twitter York well. and we'll see you in New York, Guy. Hopefully soon. as soon as possible. Right. Thank, thank you. you. Have a nice day wherever you are. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye everyone. Thank you.